Welcome back to Nortex Radio. We are on episode 19, uh, January 9th, the morning after sweeping our division. 51-26 went over Philly last night. Man, it, we look good. Yep. Not a whole lot, really, to complain about from last night. Uh, we can nitpick, but, I mean, what we needed to do, we did. McCarthy said earlier in the week, after last week, people asking, are we resting, guys? No. Offense needs to figure the fuck out. I think we did. Um, and it's funny. Every single guy on that offense that has spoke out about this team, we're the leading scoring offense in the NFL. And we still aren't clicking on all cylinders. Granted, yeah. we did look a thousand times better last night. But we can still do even better than that. And that's what has me confident as shit. But McCarthy said we're playing. We played. Looks like we got in a groove. Got everybody back on track. Figuring our shit out. Solid win. Especially with Philly. I think, I mean, divisional game. And then coming off that loss to the Cardinals. Like, that's exactly what we wanted to see. Um, I mean, we knew early yesterday that Philly wasn't playing everybody. They were playing a lot of twos. Hey, that's on them. That's on Nick Sirianni. Yep. I'm with you. I like the decision that McCarthy made and said, uh, yeah, you know, we need our ones out there. We need everybody synced up. We need to figure out um, where the disconnect is going into the playoffs. And, uh, I mean, fucking hanging 51 points is a good way to figure that out. So, Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even Zeke spoke up about it earlier in the week, too. He said, what was it? 2016, whenever we were the number one seed, so we had a first yeah. round bye. We set everybody week 17, so we had two weeks off, came out, got beat. Zeke said, no, uh, I'm playing. <laughs> I don't give a shit. But yeah. I'm glad everybody's on page, Carthy, Zeke, players. Got to figure it out. We look good, so – Hopefully we keep that shit rolling. Um, starting off inside Dak. Dak looked good. Uh, six in completions, 21 27, 295, five TDs. Not much yeah. else to say. I mean, that you can't complain about that one a bit. Yeah, and I think we still what I mean, we scored two even after he was out of the game. Granted, they were both they were both rushing touchdowns, but still. Right. I mean, we it it he he played great. But it also just goes to show, like, the depth of this offense isn't, isn't hinged just around whether Dak plays good or not. I mean, exactly. Uh, Zeke had a, a, a better game, still not, you know, the greatest thing we'd expect him, but he's back up to averaging five yards carry. Right. Um, we saw depth with Corey Clement. Um, and then, I mean, we had freaking Jaquan Hardy, Edo Smith. <laughs> so. And at that point, then it just becomes fun. I mean, um, yeah. Sorry, sorry that that's that's at the expense of Philly. Like, if it was anyone <laughs> else, I might feel sorry for you, but I don't right. really give a shit about Philly. Um, all throughout the game, everybody is just, oh, Cowboys, Cowboys are cool because their ones are beating our twos. Like, are we? Do you guys remember Week Three? Yeah, no like, shit. <laughs> like this, this isn't something. I mean, we, we've already talked about why we decided to play who we decided to play um and 
I mean, it, it ended up being a fun game in the second half. Uh, we saw the old Kylo Ren meme of like everybody is like Mike McCarthy coming out of the locker room, just more, more. Yeah. Um, so, and it was. Yeah, it was a fucking bloodbath. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it was, you know it, was, it was a great game. Just for, because one, just we fucking hate Philly. Them talking shit, people talking, just football people hating the Cowboys general talking shit. Like you said, the ones beat the twos. Like you said, week three. I hope we play them again. Oh, yeah, that would be I cool. hope we play them again. <laughs> great. Because that will go back to Arlington, and we're going to hang a fucking hundred. Yeah. Mike's going to be like, all gas, no brakes. And hopefully yeah. everybody's back at that point. Yeah, I uh, I looked at, I mean, how we can move around, but are they, are, so are they pretty much locked in at the seven? I looked at how we can move up and down with the games that happened today. Just so with, anyone, anyone doesn't know, this is Sunday winning, morning. With us beating them, I think they're they are locked at seven. Okay. If so they, if we get the two, then we get to play them? Oh, shit. Yeah. So, uh, all right. I know I was looking at it earlier. So we need Tampa to lose. Yeah, it's uh, Arizona. Tampa, Tampa, Arizona, and the Rams all to lose. Oh, God. Who are they playing? Uh, Tampa is uh, – should I have had it written down? Tampa's at the Panthers, um, Rams not- at Niners, Cardinals, Seahawks. I mean, it's possible, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, worst we do is where we're at for – I think what I saw was if the Bucks win and the other two lose, we move to three. Yeah. Um, if they all three win, we stay at four and we play, I'm guessing, what would be Arizona next week. But, yeah, that would be that would be cool uh, for all the cards to shake out and we get Philly again. And, oh, I would love that. And then, and then you're talking about, um, I mean, then we have Michael Parsons and Trey Diggs both playing in that game. So, exactly. Fuck your ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, man. A couple things I liked eight for 13 on third downs, two for two on fourth. Um, we gave up one sack, no turnovers, and we punted the ball one time. You do those things. You're probably winning the ball game. Uh, we've hit on it before. Not turning the ball over. I mean, literally, we punted one time. That means we're scoring every For single sure. possession. Yep, yep, yep. Um, small, just a small little note I made because I was thinking about it yesterday during the game. I almost texted you, um, and I was getting a little, I was getting a little concerned, but uh, I made a note of it. Kelvin Joseph, man, earlier in the early in the game. He's matched up on Devontae Smith. Three plays in a row, um, Devontae Smith takes off on a go route, pulls up short, um, you know, good, like, 12, 13-yard gain. And Brian Greasy, everybody in the booth is just, oh, Kelvin Joseph, young man, you're, you know, you're going to blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, Kelvin Joseph didn't get cooked that game at all. No. I, I thought for sure um, they're going to run that route a couple of times with Smith, and then he's going to pull a double move. He's going to dust Kelvin Joseph. Um, Kelvin Joseph stayed on his heels the whole game. He, he oh, played yeah. great. Uh, Devontae Smith didn't play the whole game. But what 
that that's more stuff that we want to see. You know, if Trey Diggs is out there, he's matched up on him. So to see Kelvin Joseph come in first year and not not jump those routes when he continues right. to do like that and get cooked on a double move. Um, he ended up having, you know, seven tackles to assist. Yeah. Played, played great. Not shit that – I mean, no helmet popping or anything like that. Nothing that you're going to see um, fucking day to day, but – that oh, is yeah. the kind of shit that um, we're looking for. like. This is this is why these games are important for us. We got a rookie guy like that, and we're out here seeing what he can do. Oh um, yeah, in in a game like this. No, I, I was actually watching that too, and I almost texted you also. Like, I loved it because I mean we are already in the playoffs, and we should have beat them anyways. But it was nice. Hey, Trey's out. You got the number one guy. Yeah. Let's see what you can do. Let's see who you are. You want to be, play big boy ball? Let's go. I love yep. it. Um, granted, a couple of those routes, Monte Smith ran some good fucking routes. He did. Uh, Absolutely. One of those balls he had to go up and get was – it was an amazing catch. Fucking hate complimenting anything about Philly, but it was nice. But like you said, Kelvin did his job. Gave him a couple yards, yeah. But like you said, they could have turned around and ran a double ball on him, but he was being patient. Give up with 12. You don't want to, but it's better than giving up 60 to the house. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Kelvin had a great day. Dropped a pick early on. Um, it led to a weird fucking catch. Uh, but, yeah. Kelvin, I actually have – Kelvin's my number one jersey watch for next offseason. Okay. Um, I hope he has – I can't wait to hear how camp goes and everything next summer. I mean, I granted, we got playoffs more important. But Kelvin Joseph is not my number one jersey watch for next year. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. He he plays like he should. Him and Trayvon's going to be amazing to have on both sides of the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's that's a crazy combination to think about, especially with those uh, you know those uh, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson type teams that we play. Mm-hmm. Granted, I mean the Vikings fucking suck this year, but um, when you you go play against those teams that have two. I mean, good to elite wide receivers. We're not concerned. No. If we have two corners performing like that consistently, we're not losing any sleep over it. So. Oh, yeah. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I meant to write it down. I don't even have it fucking ready. Jeff, Lars's Twitter question. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I got meant it. to have it wrote down. I did not. Um, Just to kind of sum it up, off-season moves, what are we able to do what is in the interest of us when it comes to Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup, and possibly even Amari Cooper. You want to start it? Yeah, I'll start it. Um, So the interesting part of that question to me, uh, and I know this is why Lars threw it in there, just because I know Lars, he threw in um, Amari Cooper. We we both, everybody pretty much knows um, Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson are going to be unrestricted free agents next year, but he threw in the Cooper end of the question. Um, so I got to dig in a little bit. Um, Amari Cooper, he's on a five-year, $100 million contract. The caveat to this is at the end of this season, there's what I interpret as the, the NFL's equivalent of a club option. The Cowboys are able to get out, um, He's already been given his $40 million guaranteed, 
and it's only a $6 million dead hit to us. I think this is interesting because I think Amari Cooper is very unhappy. Right. That was very much talked about yesterday. He's made it known throughout the week. Um, I think that after kind of what's going on between the Arizona game and this game, that it might be an option to be explored, especially with, I mean, that gets us out of the remaining $100 million of his contract. I don't want to see him go. We, we talk about it all the time. We never want to see people go, um, but it's a business. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, I know you have the numbers on kind of what Michael Gallup should look like getting projected yeah. um, coming off of this season. And at the rate that we're going, I feel like Ced- Cedric ceiling is always rising. This guy is just fucking he, like he's, he's setting his own fucking limit and it's, it's getting crazy. Um, Cedric's getting paid. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I don't, I don't like the, the hate and discontent. Um, I do think it's blatantly obvious that Amari Cooper isn't as happy as you would like him to be. Um, right. He, he had the touchdown catch yesterday. That wasn't a touchdown because he flared himself out of bounds. And then um, right after that, we go to Dalton Schultz and, and you just, it's just like, fuck, you know, that pissed him off. Yeah. So, um, at, I don't know if we're going to go after Cedric. I think we throw Michael Gallup some money. I think, I think we throw an offer his way. Um, I would like to say we do the same thing for Cedric, but I don't, I don't know. We have the cap room. And then especially if we let go of Amari Cooper or we walk away from that contract or whatever the fucking NFL terminology for it is. Right. Um, there's some more money to play with on those other two guys, but man, great question. <clears throat> um, Really good question. And I, I loved it because got to digging in it afterwards. Uh, for me, if I'm in charge, which I mean, there's a lot of shit that goes down. Like I said, Michael Gallup was originally projected roughly four years, 50 to $60 million. Just towards fucking ACL. Yeah. Um, hate that for the guy. Obviously, that's going to go down. It is. It's It's – the way life goes. I mean, someone someone may come out of nowhere and offer him money, having full faith in him, but you just don't do that. I mean, because it's it's a business. We talk about it all the time. I would love to have Gallup back. The ACLs are scary, but also these doctors are amazing. Look at what they can do. But for me, Cooper is very, very upset, and you can see it. For me, though, I, I'm a big Amari Cooper fan. Not even just from the Cowboys' point. Amari Cooper is such a good receiver, and he's such a professional. Whenever he was upset, talk to McCarthy, talk to Kellen. Hey, I want more targets. I should be doing more. You're paying me money. Let me do my job. He didn't go blow up about it. He talked to who he needed to talk to. Even the touchdown that he floated out of bounds on himself because he made the big play right before. So we went back to him trying to give him a touchdown. He's like, that's me. That's on me. The eyes yeah, immediately. Immediately. Yeah. He, yeah. If he doesn't cradle, if he goes out and gets it, it's a touchdown. And he knew it. And so, and I mean, he knew that that play was rewarded for the play before. 
to try and get him in back in the end zone. So after that, yeah, you just got to go and score. Amari Cooper is such a professional, he understands that. And I love that about him. Um, even his frustrations when you see it on the field, he's not just losing his mind. I mean, he's very, like, under control of himself, and I love that. For me, I keep him around. I do. Um, we're, we're deadly. You have him and CD, let alone anybody else, then you have to guard. A Michael Gallup, bring back. A Cedric Wilson, who you bring back. Um, a Noah Brown, who played great whenever we went through the couple weeks of uh, injuries at the receiving court. Um, and then we got Simi Fioko, who was a later round pick, mid round pick uh, out of Stanford. Dealt with a couple injuries, but also, I mean, we're so freaking deep. He hasn't even got to see the field yet. That's another name. I mean, he's getting all this knowledge from these guys. He's going to be one to look out for, and I think he sees more playing time next year. But for me, it sucks, and I hate it. I love Michael Gallup. I love Michael Gallup. I love Michael Gallup. Knee injuries are scary, and I think that's really the only thing that's going to make him come back and be a capital is because he's going to have to rebet on himself. He's going to. He's not going to get the four-year. $50 million. I just don't see it happening after tearing your ACL week 17. Um, so, I mean, we may get Gallup back on a lesser deal, but I keep Cooper and I hit Cedric pretty hard. I, I try to keep Cedric, but also at the same time, Cedric plays has played great without Gallup out earlier in the year and even the past two weeks. And Cedric's going to get a lot of looks in the playoffs as long as we stay in. Um, so Cedric's playing for a Super Bowl and a lot of money. So you're going to see him play his ass off. So if he plays well, I don't think we're going to be able to financially keep him around just because he is playing so good. Um, oh, hell, my internet's messing up. I, I was looking a while ago. Who was it? Uh, damn it. I had somebody circled on here as a free agent, and now I cannot find them. Hell, actually, Cedric Wilson's probably my number one that we can afford. I, I mean, <clears throat> maybe. Yeah. He's going to play great, so he's going to get paid. But when you start getting to that mid-tier guys – that, I mean, he's my number one I'm going to. Knows the offense, knows his quarterback. Go give him the money instead of trying to bring somebody else in. But he's probably getting paid. But I'm bringing Cooper back. I am. That, if it's me, I'm bringing Cooper back. He's worth the money. He's professional about it. He's not being a nuisance to the locker room. He's not being a black hole just sucking everybody down. He's a hell of a team player. He's a professional. I bring him back. Still got CD. Bring one of those other guys back. Um, still not sure what Michael Gallup's going to be able to do next year, but I'm staying on the CD or on the uh, Amari train. That's that's just me. I don't let him go. Like you said, us playing a Minnesota. Other teams have to do that to us when we have those two guys on the field. Yeah. Let alone the other guys we got. But you got to stop two. Last year, two thousand yard receivers. I keep him around, but I love the question. 
Um, but yeah, Cooper, CD, hopefully Cedric, and then Simi Fioko. That's that's my four I'm trying to roll out next year. And then may dabble in free agency somewhere else. But I feel like Michael, I would move on from Michael on the business side as much as I love him and go more after Cedric. But it might flip-flop because of the injury, literally for both of them. Because Cedric's going to get more looks and people are going to see what he can do with Michael Gallup being out. Yeah, I mean, doubling back on it real quick, because I feel like we could say or we, we could play hypotheticals all day. And I love yeah. this. Like, that is what's cool about it. when we started this. We were just talking about, hey, this is what happened during the game. This is what we need to do next week. Cool. Thanks for listening for 45 minutes. Um, yeah. This is actually fucking uh, like this. This type of interaction has actually pulled us in to doing research. And that's another thing that I was thinking about. I mean, the shit we always read on fucking Twitter, whatever you read, like this, when people are asking you these questions and you're talking about it, like you're, you're really forced to do your research. So the big thing that comes up to me is like the way that I looked at it, if we move on from Amari Cooper and we have this $6 million cap hit, the, I, I inverse that in my brain is Amari Cooper worth more than $6 million. Absolutely. Yeah. With, without a doubt. Easy. And on top of everything you said, um, you know, we have this, it's like this leadership type role. We saw it on hard knocks. Um, just the professionalism. I mean, the guy plays chess as a hobby. <laughs> yeah. like, that's what he does as a hobby. He's playing chess. Um, and all the examples that you made about the leadership on and off the field, if we continue this contract, we're in it for a great number. When the contract is up in its full term life, I mean, he's at 30. And then that we're, we're sitting in a very good position to either we, – we got a great five years out of him for $100 million. And now we're in a very good position to negotiate and say, hey, Amari, we had two Super Bowls over the last five years. Like, now you're at 30, you know – all while you've been helping develop these semi-fiocos, these Noah Browns, um, you know, even, I mean, Cedric Wilson's, I think, the same age as Mari Cooper, but still, you've yeah. developed these younger, less-tiered athletes along the way. Like, you know, do you want to go out with a star? That's fine. We can, we can make that happen. Right. So I do think it's definitely, um, definitely in our best interest because, like I said, when I looked at it and I thought, okay – we're going to only take a $6 million cap hit. So his, his annual salary is 20. Um, it, you know, does that, is that $6 million worth it? Also inversely, is that $14 million worth it? Um, right. he's, he's absolutely worth the $14 million. Oh so, yeah. And I, I, I think, love what you said about going out like with the star, like, like you said, yeah. this contract's up hypothetical. We got two Super Bowls. That's another thing. We're we're an excellent football team right now. Like we like I said earlier, we're the highest scoring offense, and we haven't even played what we should. We have a pretty good window here in the next few years to really really compete. Why let one of the best receivers in the league go? Why? Yeah, I love that you said that because no, we we're the next five-ish years. We are competing hard for a Super Bowl, multiple Super Bowls. So I love that you said that because that right there, no, keep his ass, 
Let's go play. Draft and deal with free agency elsewhere. Receivers are fine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, um, big thing you kind of dabbled in last year, but uh, I saw this last night before I went to bed. Uh, first team in NFL history, 4,000-yard passer, 1,000-yard rusher, 1,000-yard receiver. Uh, ten, at least 10 sacks by a defensive player and at least 10 picks by a defensive player. First team in the history of the NFL, not the NFC, not the AFC, not the modern era, not the fucking whatever, not only playing on Sundays, not 18-game season, the entire NFL. Yeah. First, first team to ever do it. Mind you, we're also the highest-scoring team in the league. So if you think that this team cannot play on both sides of the ball, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. You hate the Cowboys. That's it. That's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> It's nothing more than that. Oh, we the boys. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, Lars, great question. We loved it. Um, I don't really have anything much else on the Cowboys right now. We don't know who we're playing next week. We'll be at home because we won the division. So we got a home game next week, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Nobody knows. Um, we don't know who we're playing. We don't know what day we're playing. But by the time you listen to this, you'll probably know. But Right now, we don't know. So, but it's playoff time for us. Um, flipping pages. Man, it is a good week to be a Dallas guy. It was. Uh, it was a real good week. Mavs. Mavs are on a five-game win streak. Mavs, Mavs are Mavs are hot. Five-game win streak, uh, which that's went past last episode, but. This week, Monday, uh, 103 to 89 over Denver. Uh, we had six guys with double digits. Luca was two rebounds from a triple double, uh, 90% from the free throw line. That's a good Denver team. Um, Wednesday, 99 to 82 over Golden State. Keep Golden State to 82. Great thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and then Friday, 130 to 106 over Houston. No Luca. And we put up 130 points, six guys also in double digits. We're playing damn good basketball. Yeah. It, there's not a whole lot to critique in Dallas right now. There's not. The big thing that we were hitting on early in this season is, we, you know, we, we play good against shitty teams. We don't play as good against good teams. That's Denver, Golden State. Those are those are two powerhouse teams in the West Conference. And uh, we, we hold them both below 100, both below 90, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I feel pretty confident in saying that that's not anything that either one of them expected. Um, no. We have 41 forever. Um, we come out and just play fucking lights out against uh, oh, yeah. Golden State. Steph's like 14 points. Yeah. Our boy. I mean, that's it's a, a, it's a fucking really cool week um, as a Mavs fan. And like you said, against Houston – the other night, just beat the shit out of them. Uh, put 130 up. Yeah. Everybody is scoring. You know, it's yeah. like you six people in double digits. Um, that's the role playing shit that we've been talking about all week. It seems like across one of the four sports, we get to talk about that every week. Somebody stepping up, playing a role, um, and that's what it was. Like no Porzingis. Um, Luca is back on the whole ankle thing. Um, Jason Kidd went out with COVID. He tested positive once they got to Houston. Right. Um, so 
that like that was literally nothing but role players and multiple multiple role players are in double digits oh yeah so, i mean i'm not saying that you know the houston rockets or the 1980s boston celtics but <laughs> um i mean we still did we still did what we needed to do with the personnel that we had yeah missing so, our head coach and top two players and yeah. still put up 130 i don't give a shit what team it is yeah that's what you need yeah so God. Uh, good, good, good week to be a Mavs fan, man. Oh yeah, and like you said, forty-one forever. Shout out to Dirt. Numbers in the Raptors. You go watch the Mavs Stars. You go to American Airlines. Take a peek up. Check it out. Uh, well deserved. The only yeah. guy to play twenty-one seasons for one team. Brought a championship to Dallas. Uh, maybe the best foreign player of all time. I mean. Blessed to have Dirk as a, as a map. Uh, Cubans building a statue um, outside American <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> we got We do have to talk about that real quick. I don't know if Mark Cuban <laughs> listens to this. We have to – There, somebody has to do something about the three, the three balls. They're yeah, just that was to, weird. There, <laughs> I – we all understand the idea. Everybody that's seen the statue understands the idea of the whole dirt and one foot, you know, fade away, the arcing fucking shot that he sinks every single time. Um, but we don't need three balls. We can't have three balls. One will be fine. Um, I hope we're not the only people talking about this. I hope it makes its way to Mark Cuban and whatever architects designing that statue because uh, it, it just can't. We can't do it with three balls. I mean, Dirk could probably shoot three. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't need to be there. He could do that. There are too many things that that could be misinterpreted as. We need it to be one basketball leaving one man's hand. <laughs> yeah. Love the idea, but, yeah, just one ball. Yeah. That's all we, we just got to fine-tune it. Just fine-tune it a little bit. You don't have – MJ in Chicago with a fucking stretched out arm like in Space Jam. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Do the one-legged fadeaway and everybody yeah. will be happy. That's yes. Talking about playing good teams. We got Chicago tonight and they are on a 10-game win streak. Number yeah. 1 in the East. Yeah. They're the hottest team in the NBA right now. Yeah. We better put on our big boy pants. Yeah. Yeah, they're rolling right now. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm excited for that game tonight. Um, to be honest, it it might have been a good thing the Cowboys played yesterday because now we got hockey and basketball today. Yeah. We won't be too sporadic. So, yeah, we got we got Chicago tonight. Going for 10 straight wins, or they have 10. They're going for 10 or 11. It's a fucking lot. Um, big, big game. And then we got uh, the Knicks at the Knicks on Wednesday. At the Grizz on Friday, and then we got the Magic at home next Saturday. That wraps up the week for the Mavs. Um, anything left on them? Man, just watch out, Chicago. We're uh, we're in the business of snapping streaks this week. We're about to get in the stars, um, talk about kind of what they did yesterday. Um, Cowboys snapped the Eagles winning streak. So uh, we're definitely – uh, we got afternoon hockey and uh, basketball this evening, so we'll be able to watch both. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I know you will. I'll definitely be tuned in to that game. So, um, 
hopefully we keep it rolling the streak snap and shit we got going on like we said it's been a good it's been a good week <laughs> to be to be a nortex fan absolutely um, so, so we'll, we'll hop over to the stars and kind of put some more context to the streak snap and shit but yeah I, the mavs are mavs are doing what the mavs need to do right now fifth oh, yeah. in the western conference like 40 games in i'm all right with that yeah can't complain one bit winning we're winning across the board Yep. keeping it going um finally playing fucking hockey finally yeah God, it's, feels like it's been months damn near was <laughs> uh geez thursday what a way to come back from this break of games yeah. three weeks without hockey we come back to a six to five win and in a shootout over Florida, just pure chaos is that game. Yeah, it was it was a junior <laughs> high game. It, that's one of the hottest teams in the NHL, if not the hottest team. They're just they're massacring people. Um, yeah, and we're just like, yeah, we'll go punch for punch with you. No big deal. And that's what it was, just punch yeah. for punch. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe the game. What to say about the game? I mean. Obviously, we gave up a lot of goals, but we scored a lot of goals. I mean, it was just back and forth the whole fucking time. It was fun. Yeah, there are games, I guess, that that – I mean, we all know that that's going to happen. You probably realize pretty quick, like, hey, uh, maybe the premise of this game isn't going to be not give up goals. It's just going to be score more goals than them. So, that's exactly what we did. Um, hey, that's sports. Score yeah. more than the other team, you win. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why everybody's defense wins championships. Well, lucky for us, that wasn't a championship game. So, yeah. like, uh, fucking, it was just, it was wild. <clears throat> There's a lot of stats out there. I mean, if you follow the stars like we do, you looked them up. You were watching the game. Um, kind of got to see Dennis Kurianov get hot again, um, which is good because he carried that over into yesterday. Yep, he had three points. Jamie Ben had two points. Um, that was big because that's that second line that we've talked about a lot. It's been very stagnant. So that um, Ben Sagan Curry on offline or um, Brad's occasionally pops in there, but um, that line had been kind of cold and it was nice to see them get involved in a bloodbath and just, I mean, just yeah, do what we need, yeah, what we needed captains <laughs> and, and alternate captains and, and someone who is young that we have a lot of stock in this team as uh, it's nice to see them perform. So, Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean the five goals, that sucks, but Holtby stepped it up when it, when it was shootout time, he said, all right, let's yeah, fucking finish this game. We're a fucking shootout team now. Yeah. That's shit. Wow. That's news. I mean, unless you just became a Dallas stars fan this season, like you're when you're okay with three V three hockey. But you go into every 3v3 hockey and you're just like, we have to finish this now because we are the furthest fucking thing from a shootout team. Exactly. So any anyone um, that is on Stars Twitter knows that. Like if you check Stars Twitter, that's all you see. It's just like, oh, fuck, another shootout. Here we go, a shootout. Yep. Chalk this up as nail, blah, blah, blah. Braden Holby said, no, nah, we're done with that. I gave up five goals, no more. Yeah. <laughs> so... Crazy, uh, crazy wild game. Man, and then yesterday, Penguins started out slow. We gave up two goals in the first. And I don't know what the – everybody looks slow. It's just we look kind of yeah. lost. And then 
after the first intermission, we come back out, and everybody's fucking mad. And there was a lot of physical play in the second, third periods. Um, Hell, even partially in the first after we went down to it. Everybody just looked fucking mad. So, like, you know what? Play some goon hog. Let's start fucking people up. We're getting rough. And it pissed everybody off enough to play hawk is yep. what happened. And shut them down after that. Um, like you said, Guryanov with a goal. Um, freaking Jason Robertson with three assists. All three goals. Looked amazing. Uh, yeah. We just we – just, Turned it around in the second, third period, just after getting our asses handed to us in the first. And I mean, everybody just looked pissed off. Just that first period wasn't us. We're fucking sick of it. And we're not getting bullied. We're not giving up six goals. We're not giving up five goals. Turned around and played great. Um, that's what we needed. And ended what their 10 game win streak. 10 game, yeah. Sorry about it. Yeah, sorry about you. We were uh, we were fucking just cutting streaks off at the knees yesterday. Um, it doesn't matter what sport you play. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like you said. Jason Robertson is just one of those players that, man, when you just look at him, when you watch him skate, when you when he's out on the ice, like he seems, he's like a like a fucking assassin, man. He seems so harmless. He's skating around. He's just like doing his job, playing on the puck. And then just casually over the game, you're like, wait, he's like he's got an assist on all three goals. Yeah. And it still seems like there are tons of teams that aren't tracking this guy. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He's a great, he's a great hockey player. Phenomenal. We watch him. We know how good he is. Yeah. But it just still seems to me like there are teams that are not tracking him. Like every time he's on the ice, there's something's getting done. He might not score the goal, but he's contributing to the goal. Oh, yeah. It's fucking incredible. He's 20, 22 years old, 21 years old. Some shit like that. Yeah. Wow. Big Jason Robertson, guys. Yeah. And and, and we I think we've hit on it before in past episodes. Keep not paying attention to it. Yeah, please. Please. We're yeah, all right we're fine with, that. with that. We're totally fine with that. <laughs> yeah, but just across all the sports, yeah. Keep not paying attention to him. Keep not covering Cedric Wilson. You guys keep doing all the shit you're doing. It's working out very well for us. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, got, we got a good week. Hockey, too. Um, we got St. Louis today, uh, the Seattle Crackheads, Wednesday, and then we go to Florida Friday and Tampa Bay Saturday. We're going to round out this week with some very, very good hockey. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. But, we always love the Florida fucking Stanley Cup rematch bullshit. Oh, yeah. So. Hey. I don't know the last time Dallas has lost at the, the Cowboys and the Cardinals. Yeah. I think it was the last loss. Yeah. We're not losing anymore. Yeah. So, so maybe ever. We might not ever lose another game ever. Anybody. Watch out. Watch out. Uh, anything left on them? Um, the uh, John oh, Quinn shit. shit. Yep. Yep. We got it. Yep. We got to have That came out. So that was. Uh, I don't. I don't know who it was. It sounded like Mike Heike who who asked the question. Um, so I mean, if you're following the stars, you know it's a thing. All the way back to last offseason, um, they're trying to get some sort of extension. Klingberg, he was drafted by the Stars. His whole career has been with the Stars since 
2010, I think. Yeah. He wants to say a star. Um, long story short, that came to light yesterday. It was just, hey, you know what? There, somebody had put out there's been some trade rumors. They asked him about it. He was like, um, no, not so much really. Like, not from my perspective. He's like, um, but like extension talk has kind of gone silent. Like, uh, and he said he's obviously frustrated about it, which is understandable. Um, so I was kind of just roaming the old Twitter sphere. And uh, one thing that I did notice, which I, I guess I thought about it when, when it happened last off season. Um, and it's kind of just been brought back to light since all of this happened last night. Um, a lot of people are saying we gave Ryan Suter, John Klingberg's money. I was wondering <laughs> if that's what you're about to say. Cause if not, I was saying it. <laughs> and I, I don't disagree with it. No, no. If you, so. if you follow stars hockey, you don't disagree with it. Yeah. So uh, I, I knew we picked him up for, and I knew we picked him up on a four-year deal. And then when I looked and saw there was $15 million, I was like, okay, well, yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's definitely someone else's money. Absolutely. So, so John, if you're listening, we, we agree with you. Yeah. That should be yeah. your money. That should be your contract. Um, not that we don't like Suter, but Klingberg is getting the shit into the stick right now. And I don't know how the hell we didn't give him that contract. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have Ryan Suter's contract through his, it's either 39 or 40. Jesus Christ. At $15 million. Um, So like, what is, I mean, like almost 4 million a year. Um, And and we have a, you know, a top two defensive guy. It's another thing that's crazy to me is we signed Miro on a long-term eight-year, you know, $8 million AAV, like, like it's nothing, like it's not a big deal. And he's our right. other top two defensive guy. Yeah. Like, obviously, the two of them don't play the top line together, um, but that's because they're both great at managing a defensive line by themselves. So right. that makes sense. So <laughs> we're going to give Miro this con- – and even if you don't want to go – if you say John's older, he's already been in the league, you know, eight, ten years – um, then the Ryan Suter contract is perfect for him. So, I don't because he's still a great defenseman, phenomenal. Yeah, he's one of the best skaters on the team. I don't care who says otherwise. Like his footwork at in the top of the zone is great. There are occasionally there's times yes he loses the puck, it goes outside the zone. We have to fucking pull out and reset. Um, but there are also some some very fucking good um, John Klingberg fucking toe drags and fucking puck handling videos out there. Oh yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I kind of got lost in that little rabbit hole yesterday and I was like, um, I got lost in somebody's like analytics Twitter page. And I was like, Holy <laughs> shit. Like we, we absolutely gave the wrong money to the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think John Klingberg realized that. I don't know if his agent told him that or if he just figured it out on his own, but, um, he was kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of frustrated by it. So. Well, like I said, everybody that actually follows Stars Hockey agrees. I mean, should never be at this point. Uh, And it sucks to see it. Fucking sucks. Uh, Hopefully they can figure something out. The way it's going, it doesn't seem very good. Um, And I think did they talk about, talk with him about possibly trade possibilities again this year. I, some someone brought it up. So some random like generic. Um, what I saw is 
I don't have the guy's name. So whatever, we're not big enough for you to sue me anyways. We don't have any liquid assets. So uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I don't have your Twitter handle. You want um, the other half of my mimosa? Yeah. Come was, get it. <laughs> he, uh, he kind of put it out there and then, um, it was like a 50 50 split. Like a lot of people, more stars, uh, relatable and, and close to the stars were like, this doesn't really seem super credible. Um, there were some people that had said like, Oh yeah, this guy's, you know, said some shit trying to get ahead of it in the past and it ended up being unreliable. So, um, and then I know John said like he was frustrated about it, but he also didn't think that it was to the level that media was making it out to be. So. And, and big on John too. Um, we hit on it with Cooper a while ago with the Cowboys. Um, John has even more reason to be frustrated than even Cooper does. I mean, grand, different sports, different topics, different things. But John has been very, very professional about it in his own way too. Um, he's tried to negotiate. He said that. Stars aren't doing it. I mean, he. it's not a one-way street for either of them. If someone doesn't want to negotiate, they don't want to negotiate right now. So if stars don't want to negotiate with him, there's nothing he can do about it, which sucks because he says he wants to stay. He wants to be a star. Um, but he has carried it really well. He's been professional about it the whole time, and, it, and it's been longer. It's been fuck, at least two years now that he's dealt with this shit. Um, hopefully something gets figured out, but the way it's going, it just does not look like it's going to end up good for us. But love John. Fucking hate the way it's going. Maybe maybe this will kick it all up. Maybe the Stars Twitter world will get pissed off enough and make the front office fucking do something. Yeah. Whether it's not the way we go, at least fucking do something. Explain yeah. something to the guy. That's about all I got on it. It's fucking – it's terrible. But yeah, there's definitely more to come. Yeah. We got the Blues today afternoon hockey so aside from all the front office shit that we can't control i mean we're, we're playing good um just keep it rolling oh yeah um little baseball talk uh apparently cba negotiations are soon to start up thank god um hopefully here within the next week at least start negotiating start figuring shit out so we can get it done before spring training um Hell, we're barely over a month out before pitchers and catchers report. So it's time to get some shit figured out. There's still a shit ton of free agents left out there. Um, Glad to see that they're about to start talking. We don't really have any news on it, but at least that's – the ball is about to start moving. So we're heading the right way with baseball. Um, Number two draft prospect. We said we'd talk draft prospects since we got the third overall pick this year while we don't have baseball topics. Um, Tremar Johnson, he's a middle infielder from Atlanta, Georgia, coming out of high school, five foot 10, 175 pounds, throws right, bats left. Um, I like this kid. I like him a lot. I ended up watching a lot of film on him yesterday. I went down my own rabbit hole. Um, even videos listening to this kid talk. I loved it. I'm a big Tamar Johnson fan right now. I don't think he falls to us. I think he does go one or two. But this kid, he's, he's smart. Listen to him talk 
was one of my favorite things, let alone just watching him play, watching him work out. He's smart. He knows what he's working on. He knows what he's doing. And, I mean, even just critiquing his own self with little bitty things and the way he goes about preparing himself for days, preparing himself for practice, just impressed the hell out of me. This kid is stupid smart. I think that's going to go a long way. He's kind of small. Don't know if he'll fit in in a shortstop role. Um, might end up being a second baseman. Um, he's got gold glove caliber glove. Um, his fielding is ridiculous. It is beautiful, fluid, just the kids. If he's healthy, he's going to be a hell of a big leaguer. Um, his defense is great. Uh, at the plate, super, super strong legs. Um, pretty smooth swing. Pops up a lot, it looks like. That's the only thing I kind of had circled bad. Um, pops a lot up in the infield. But when he is not popping the ball up, he is knocking the piss out of it. Um, and it's great watching him. Like I said, I watched uh, Perfect Game videos, like games. I watched freaking workouts. I listened to Kid Talk. He's, he's great. When he's not popping the ball up, he can damn near put the ball where he wants. Um, he can drive it the other way, sit there and drive it the other way. And that was one thing I loved about it was he was talking – he's still in high school. It's like high school ball. He said you see a lot of just curveballs, change-ups, because nobody's blowing 99 past you every single time out. So he's like, I'm good enough. Like, I know I could sit there and just turn on these kids pretty much all day. He said, but I'm trying to get better. So sitting on these off speeds, he's like, I'm sitting there. I'm just trying to put it to left center. Just trying to go opposite field every single time to the gap. The kid is so fucking smart. I love it. Um, my other big thing I love about this kid, his perfect game um, stats said he runs a 6 six five six. That is fucking fast. And perfect game is not going to lie about their fucking numbers. Boy, quick. Fast. So I went to looking. Um, Trey Turner runs about a six seven, and it's one of the fastest guys in the league. Quick, <laughs> yeah, that one stuck out to me huge. Um, for me, I love this kid. Um, he's not even eighteen years old yet. He will be by the time draft comes around. I think maybe shit, maybe not. Um, gonna be a hell of an athlete. Uh, like I said, if he stays healthy. He's going to be a great big leaguer. Um, shortstop, second base, somewhere up the middle. Uh, like I said, I, I just don't think he falls to three. I think he's too good. Um, he's going to be a one or two guy. But, I mean, if he fell, I wouldn't be upset about it at all. But that's that's my take on Tamar Johnson. I don't know what you got, but I've, I, I'm i a big fan of the kid. Yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of with you. I, uh, I wrote down, you know, he's quick. He's very confident. Um, he has a lot of, <clears throat> I guess, maturity, kind of the word that you said. Um, I I may get burned for this. I don't know. I think he goes one. I think he goes one to the Orioles. I really um, think he does too. Just because of what they need. Um, 2019, they drafted Rushman. 20, they take Heston Kershad from Arkansas. Um, and now – they're, they're playing Russian more. 
Uh, I mean, he's obviously a catcher. And then um, Homeboy was the guy they took last year, Kouser, right? I think they took Kouser last year. I think so. With the uh, five picks. So that's a big – you have Kershed, Kouser, um, Cedric Mullins. Their outfield looks really well put together. Um, the only name that I'm familiar with on their infield aside from Trey Mancini is Rube Nettodor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, – <laughs> They, uh, I think they'll have the opportunity to take him and a lot of, for all the reasons you said, uh, we talked about it last week, drafting baseball is much different. Um, you know, you're not drafting players you want to see in the next year. Um, but you can kind of collectively take two or three years worth of draft picks and see what a team's trying to build in the three, right. four, five years coming. Um, so they they've gone with their their franchise catcher first baseman whatever role Adley Rushman's going to play Heston Kershad um, as long as he stays healthy um, I watched him almost every one of his games at Arkansas um, he's a phenomenal bat he's a great right fielder they have Cedric Mullins who's young if they keep him around um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they they really do go after. Um, the needs of a middle infielder. I oh, think yeah. for us, kind of like you said, I don't, one, I don't think he falls to us. And I don't know, um, especially if we were in a position where someone like we talked about last week, like Drew Jones was still out on the, out um, on the board. We've kind of locked up our middle infield for the next, you know, five, eight years. Um, right. Not saying that we don't need to grow prospects, but you also hit last week that we have a very, we have a very good middle infield prospect system. So oh, yeah, um, he's a great player. Um, I didn't really dive into what the D backs need because they have the two pick. But um, as I got into the Orioles, I thought, man, with what they've picked the last three years, um, what they have loaded right now in their farm system, it wouldn't surprise me if he went one. Right. So yeah, not with not you. upset at all if he falls to three. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can just boost the farm system. That's more trade pieces, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, like you said, I I really think this kid will probably go one. Um, the more and more, the further I got in the research, this kid, watching this kid, listening to this kid, I loved him. Um, yeah, find Baltimore. I'm all over this kid, and I can tell you one thing: one and two in riding Atlanta, or close to Atlanta, me a lot of Baltimore, Arizona, Texas scouts in the Atlanta, Georgia area this next uh, spring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't uh, wrong. Man, my Texas heat. One Greg Zerline. That's the only thing that really scares me going into the playoffs. Um, yep. We're – we can score points. Our defense is good. I mean, we're a great fucking football team. He's missed, I believe it's uh, six extra points and six field goals apiece this year. Um, I read that he has confidence to play, that he's he's not worried himself um, after last night's game. But for me, that's my one worry. Uh, Greg's got to be more reliable when it's win or go home. Um, yeah, we can't be missing these extra points, field goals in the first quarter, and then turn out lose by fucking three. Um, hard to really have a uh, Texas Heat when you're literally not fucking losing 
anybody. But Greg's mind, it's playoffs, it's winner go home. We can't lose by fucking three because we're missing extra points and field goals. So that's yeah, mine. Same. That's a good one. Um, for me, a little more administrative. We hit on it earlier with Klingberg. Uh, mine's Jim Neal. Um, we, uh, you know, like you said, we're upwards of like almost closer to two years of dealing with this Klingberg thing. Yep. He's been Dallas loyal, true and true. Um, he's very obviously, you know, one of our top two defensemen, um, you know, if second only to Miro Haskinen, which is totally fine by us. Uh, you got to find a deal to make this thing happen. Uh, especially if you're trying to justify, oh, we're making these moves because this is our, this is our, uh, this is our cup run, blah, blah, blah. If that's your rationale for bringing in Ryan Suter, then um, John Klingberg deserves at a minimum the same amount of money. Oh, uh, absolutely. Got to find a way to make it happen. That's on Jim Neal. I do think he is a good negotiator. Um, he's, he's been a very good GM. We have the roster that we have because of him. Um, so he has to find a way to make that happen. Um, we can't we can't really afford to lose Klingberg. Um, if we lose him in a trade, it's going to be for a you know a top four type defenseman, not a top two, or maybe even a, a bottom two type guy and picks in the future stuff like that. If you're right. really saying, "Hey, this is our Cup run the next two three years," um, you got to bring John Klingberg back. He's in his prime. He's 27, I think, 28. Um, put him on a three year deal, four year deal. Um, you know, he knows that's going to be the big one. We know that's going to be the big one. Uh, you just got to make it happen if you're Jim Neal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, my lone star, though, this week, I'm going Dak. I, I looked at other places, but I'm going Dak. Um, after his calf injury, I mean, it, it's been a little rough. Um, still scoring points, but hasn't been himself. Uh, like a hit on earlier, 21 for 27, 295, five TDs. Um, didn't even play last fucking quarter. Um, Dak looked great. We needed that going into the playoffs. Sweeping the division at Philadelphia, our most fucking hated division rival. Shoving it up their ass. Dak looked great. We needed that going into the playoffs. Great night. Great night for everybody. But Dak, quarterback, leader of the team, keep it rolling. I love it. Yeah, that's what you want. Like I said, <clears throat> or like you said, I mean, keeps it keeps it out of reach, composed game. Um, there was never a point, you know, where it's like, oh, man. Um, you know, that's the quarterback of America's team. You got you to gotta perform like you perform. No picks, no terrible, irrational decisions, six incompletions. Um, shit look good. That's what we want going in. Um, oh, yeah. You know especially with the inconsistencies of Zerline. I mean, if we got Dak throwing five in the end zone, you know, every, uh, every week, that's uh that keeps us a lot more out of those iffy field goal situations. So right. I agree. That's at least that's 30 points thing. without extra points. Right. <laughs> right. So, and the way that our defense is playing, I, I'd put money on it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, sticking with the Cowboys, I went and said Wilson um, just because fucking man, what a what a great opportunity for him. Like we said, unfortunate. We we fucking love Michael Gallup. Um, it's a shitty situation what happened. Um, yep. No one anywhere was ever like, oh, you know, um, 
this gets said a shot, but that is a silver lining in it. Cedric Wilson is pretty much the three guy now. Um, he's getting a lot of looks out of the slide, and he just fucking dominates the middle of the field. It's disgusting what he does. Um, oh, yeah. He eats linebackers up left and right. Um, he did great yesterday, you know, 119 yards, two touchdowns. This, I mean, we've been saying it for three weeks now. He's going to ride his own contract. Um, we hope that we can get in the mix with that, but if not, I mean, good for him. Absolutely. Um, he he fucking dominated it yesterday. We're not going to have Gallup for the playoffs. That's obvious. So, um, this is stuff we want to keep seeing. Yeah. So, keep not I, paying I got, attention to him. Yeah. Keep Please keep not paying attention to him. Um, I kind of hope in my head like he's been a small enough figure that a lot of teams haven't allocated right. a lot of time to him. Um, and so, now we see situations like yesterday. Uh, but he's our he's our three for now for the playoffs. Um, he's just destroying the slot. So hopefully oh, yeah. he keeps doing that. So that's what I got. Yeah, man. Zero losses this week. Uh, it's fun to be a Dallas Nortex fan right now. Uh, hopefully we keep it going. Uh, hopefully beat the Blues here in a little bit. Hopefully we snap a Bulls win streak this evening and keep fucking winning. Uh, Cowboys, four more wins. Let's go fucking that's do it. it. Four, four uh, more wins. Don't know who we got yet, like you said. Um, it's almost noon, so the rest of the NFL game is about to kick off. By the time you listen to this, you'll know where we're going, where we're playing. I mean, playing in Dallas, but who we got, what it looks like. But, yeah, fun to be a Nortex guy right now. Yep. So, shit, we will uh, see y'all next week. See you guys.